Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. This week, we'll be catching up with Rob Beckett to see how his team performed last week. And we'll be joined by comedian and Flying Piglets manager Russell Howard to not only discuss his FPL team, but what's been happening in the world of football this week. Well, let's get the inevitable out of the way. You can hey, do you know what? Guess. I wasn't going to start like that. I was going to say Ooh. record points haul for Notting Hill Forest this Thank week, you. a Thank first you. win for Nottingham Forest, which is more than Leeds United have managed, and a new manager, an exciting manager, good with young players. Is this the turning point for Matt Ford? Oh, oh man. You know what? Oh, God. <laughs> Such a relief to be treated nicely oh Matt I feel like I've just been to a posh restaurant when you go you know what the difference is the fact that they treat you a bit nicer we went to a posh restaurant didn't we we went to Gordon Ramsay's probably a story for another week what did you do well like you say it's a story for another week (laughs) I don't want to overrule you early on um but yes very excited Forest beating Huddersfield was great and although I'm still um rooted to 25th out of 27 in the Comedians FPL, 50 points wasn't bad, especially as I captained Kane and he didn't do anything. Yeah, Um, so uh, things on the up. Uh, Worth pointing out, obviously, you you lost this week and you'll be doing the the Grealish forfeit. Uh, Craig says, when do you change the name of it to the Ford fit? Yeah, I mean, it's a great pun. And and so far, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, But... Again, this evens itself out. We should also say, John, you got 81 points this week, which is sensational. It really I is. I had a really good week. I got the little email from the, from the guys at Football um, with the update, and I think I, I was in the top 200,000 uh, in the country this week. I came away angry. I'm not going to lie to you. I came away from this week upset by the lack of performance by Lukaku, who is my you know, expensive player, and Grealish, mm. who between them got me about four points. I actually, I, I was annoyed, but I have no right to be. It was a sensational week. You had a good week yourself. Called by, when we put the teams out on Friday, we always invite your feedback. It began as, let's be honest, abuse of both of us. I mm-hmm. think, you know, some of the FPL community thinking these two young bucks waltzing in, don't know what they're doing. Let's shake them up a bit. Um that stopped to some extent. El Luchadore, uh, Del Lantwit, uh, he says, the painful thing is, if Matt Ford had captained anyone other than Kane, he might have been in with a chance here. Uh, John Fittis called it straight away. Matt Ford should have captained Salah over Kane. Yes. Um, I Christian Barkley. Kane did not have a touch in the box in his last game. I know what I'll do. I'll captain him against Chelsea, who've only let one goal in in the entire tenure of Tuchel. You're talking about Harry Kane like he's uh, Ali Dyer. This is a guy <laughs> who's the best striker in the world. So, of course, he's exactly... If he's not going to score against Chelsea, who is? Also, in my defence, which sadly involves really bigging you up, no one in our league scored more points than you this week. Even Emily Dean, who's top, got 80. You got 81. You did so well. There really is nothing I could have done, perhaps. I don't think this week, no, I'll give you that. And I I am uh, anticipating we'll we'll come on to the week to come. I want to first shout out to to, uh, listener Rolf, at FPL Rolf. 
tweeted this way. It's a tweet that has stayed with me all week. And if you're listening, Rolf, I hope you are. You've brought me more laughter this week than almost anyone else in my life. Um, By introducing me to a new word, Rolf tweeted, why does that spelk keep Captain Inke? What? You're talking about me? (laughs) Yeah, he called you a spelk. What's a spelk? well, I had to Google it myself. I yeah. had a good laugh, and then I thought, I better check that one to check Rolf isn't a wrong one. Uh, yeah. And it means like a, I, I think it used to mean like a splinter, and it's come to mean a sort of plank of wood, so it's like a plank. And it's a new Ooh. word in my arse. It's a really good word. You can really spit it out, can't you? Spelk. You daft spelk. Yeah, you're um, you're a guy who's into etymology and things. I mean, mm. just running that through your, your sort of data set. What's the history of a word like that? What are its origins? Um, I think spelk will be some sort of regional. I, I'm imagining it northeast, you know. So how are you, man? Didn't, didn't be chatting with that spelk. You know, he's Captain Harry <laughs> Keane again. And he's been dead this last 12 years. You know, when we get the abuse, I say we, when our teams get put up on social media and the immediate, I mean, I've never had anything like it because obviously this is meant to be a fun pursuit, an entertainment program for the benefit mm-hmm. of people all around the world. But now every time we put something on social media, I'm just getting trashed. Yes. Oh, man. It's... I did get some abuse. Uh, Ross Hancock, when the teams were released, said... The fact that John is in low power mode with 75% battery is very on brand. Um, so, you know, I, I've had my share of stick as well. <laughs> it's not been a week of good decisions for me, not just footballing-wise. Oh, really? I was in Edinburgh on Thursday night. That's a good decision. Oh, it was. And I was hosting a wonderful awards event. Spelk of the year, of course. How did it go? Um... <laughs> did you win? Well, no, I'm such a spelk, I didn't even get nominated. <laughs> that's, that's the true spelk's calling. Um, but I was hosting an awards to, you know, yada, yada, yada. At the back of my mind, I thought, well, Edinburgh's a great city for food. So what's great about this is when I get back to the hotel, I'm going to be able to call oh. upon um, some of these great eateries. Perhaps I'll have battered sausage and chips, maybe even battered pizza. But basically, I got back a bit too late. And I think because of COVID, places are still closing a bit earlier in Scotland than they are in England. I ended up at that news agents on the bridge just as you come out of Waverley oh, yeah. Station and you head over towards the Scotsman and there's that news agent before you hit the mile. And I was like, panic bought a samosa that wasn't in a packet that must have been there for days. And one of those sandwiches, oh man, what was I thinking? Like a Chinese chicken sandwich. Oh and it was man. Luminous pink. <laughs> Blue <laughs> in the middle, but at that point, I thought that looks great, and I, and I got back. I took one bite of it, couldn't eat anymore. Uh, chucked it in the bin, so it stank the hotel room out. Gorged on the samosa, and then I woke up in the morning, and I'd fallen asleep eating a boost. That's kind of in my mouth. So I woke up. If only you'd fallen asleep on a bench, that would have been the perfect end of that feature. Oh man, why did become the bench boost? Why didn't I think to get a picture? I'm so thick. I mean, they'll they'll come a turning point. I think this is your week, and I'll tell you why. I've got a real quandary going into the next game week. Where last week I I had to transfer out Antonio. Yeah. Um. I now have to decide whether to bring him back in against my team. And Leeds, obviously, in terms of form, you'd back Antonio to score against you. And all three of your Leeds players, Ailing, Rafinha and Bamford, are all on weather warnings. 
Yeah, they're all. I mean, we've got a lot of injuries. Uh, we have got a lot of uh, the average age of our bench against Newcastle was nineteen, um, and that was heavily uh, influenced by one player who's sixty-four. I think the rest <laughs> of them have yet to pass their cycling proficiency. <laughs> Such is the state of the injury list. It's a fascinating game week coming up. I think what I'm going to do is also transfer out uh, Alonso, who has been one of my more successful players but has made a decision this week which has upset me. And I think I might transfer him out and bring in a picture of Alonso, which I'll point to instead. Nice. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to do. I think I know I said it last week and it was your best week, but I think I think this week could be your week. Okay. Well, um, I, like I say, my decision-making has not been great. There was one other element to that Edinburgh story. Oh. I'd fallen asleep with the laptop open. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when I awoke, I'll give you a clue. I was on eBay. Guess what? Had I stayed awake, I'd have oh, bought. Something signed? No. A piece of football memorabilia? No, think more game show. Uh, they think it's all over. Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> I, almost bought a, I almost bought a bendy bully. <laughs> <laughs> That's the life of me. I couldn't remember any of the thought process that had led to that. I couldn't remember why I'd almost bought a bendy bullet. I was like, what? And it was like, it was basically down to the final stages of, I was like, what? Why was I wanting to buy that? I can't tell you why. I've, all week I've been like, what led me to think of that? And I can't honestly tell you. And had I not fallen asleep after that Samosa, I would now be in possession of a bendy bully. I think you're editing out a very key detail of something that happened in Edinburgh. I think you're making it sound like you did your corporate gig, it ran <laughs> over, you went to get your snacks, you went to bed. I'm guessing somewhere between the end of the corporate gig and the samosa and the toxic radioactive sandwich was between 8 and 10 pints of alcohol, right? Not that much, but yes, I, I had a few beers, yeah. But at the event, this is at also the, end... the night, is it not? It's all piecing together that you sent me a WhatsApp message and I'm looking at it now at 3.10 in the morning. <laughs> is, that, is that the day in question? I would ask question. the defendant, was that the day that you sent me a link, which when I clicked on it, pertained to be about a new variant of COVID that you were worried about and was actually... A very graphic picture. Was yes. that the day? That was the day. I'd had it forwarded to me. I thought I thought of you immediately and forwarded it on to you. <laughs> that was the day, yes. And you just replied, grow up. And when I saw that in the morning, I thought, oh, God, I've really annoyed him. And yes, I, did check I enjoyed with you that. I said, are you genuinely annoyed? Yeah. I thought, oh, dear, um, I've really upset him. I, I've sort of been waking up about 3 o'clock in the morning anyway this week. I've had some real... Uh, Really tense uh, back at school nightmares this week. Ooh. There's been a lot of haven't done my homeworks. There's been a lot of um, not wearing clothes at school. I had a dream that I was an adult, but I I had to get to school and I could see my school friends get on the bus. And I went to get on the bus and they wouldn't let me on without telling them which school I was going to. And I couldn't remember the name of my school. And I went to say... I just need to follow those kids. And I knew I couldn't say that in the dream because yeah. I was an adult. And so I started crying on the bus um, and then I woke up. So what's that all about? Well, I think um, that's a classic anxiety nightmare. 
mm. is back at school or nudity or I can't say that people will think I'm a pedo. No, I've had all classic. that this week. You've had all three together. I would say you're probably working very hard and you have a number of anxieties that are now expressing themselves um, via the medium of you, the school element. I don't know. If you ha- have had dreams that you can't yes. explain or you would like them analysed, email us, hello at cpfpl.com, and I'm happy. I think I'm a pretty good dream analyst, so I think I'm pretty handy about it. Sometimes my girlfriend will tell me her dreams, and I'm usually quite good at unpicking them. I'm like, you shot me in the dream because I'm doing your head in. You know, it's usually something very straightforward like that. <laughs> One of the other things I've done this week is uh, having begged people to go online and, and leave us a five-star review, mm-hmm. I thought I'd better check some of the reviews. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. I haven't um, looked yet. No, well, I, I I must admit, brought me a lot of uh, brought me a lot of joy. Okay, um, that's good. Five star review from Ash. Uh, very funny, worth a listen. They work well together. Matt's one of those people you couldn't dislike if you really tried. <sighs> yeah, man. Just so honest and true. John can be annoying, but he <gasps> seems to have toned it down for this show. Thank God. Um, that smacks as one of your mates. I don't know. That's one of your lot. Okay. I'm just going to read you quickly this review from the AKJ. Fun subject, interesting guests. I don't do fantasy football myself. So good to know we've got listeners who are, you know, not doing fantasy football suggests there's an entertainment value. It's far too stressful. It's fun to listen to these two go through that stress. I like Matt Ford, but he needs to stand up for himself more and stop playing the fool. I'm looking forward to the tables turning and the other one starting to do badly. I can't remember his name, but he's very good in his wife's sitcom about her having to put up with him all the time. Oh, he must know. He's winding you up. He's written that knowing you're going to read it. Oh, and he's he's had his he's had his pound of flesh on that score. Don't you worry about that. I read it a couple of times. Very much enjoyed it. Made me laugh. Let's get into the curse of Matt Ford. Okay. One thing I really enjoyed this week is almost to the second that Mark Noble missed his penalty, a deluge of tweets on the at Comedians FPL Twitter feed suggesting that you might have um, transferred him into your team this week. Oh, no. Davio, Noble penalty missed just after coming on. Makes you think, does Matt Ford have him in his hashtag FPL team? Hashtag Ford curse. Uh, another tweet, uh, I can't help but feel that this means Matt Ford definitely used points to sub Mark Noble in this game. You last week spoke about the sleep habits of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. This week it was revealed Cristiano Ronaldo has had to move house because he's not sleeping well enough. And do you know why he's not sleeping well enough? Because of the sound of sheep. That's right. Sheeps barring, <laughs> keeping him and his family up and stopping him being the elite athlete he could be. I would love to wake up to the sound of sheep song. It'd be lovely. Yeah, well, you live in central London, so it's is it sirens and um, you know police Foxes. banging on the door, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get in for those boosts. <laughs> I'll tell you what I, I thought of you this weekend, actually, watching the Tottenham-Chelsea game, which, of course, was the first ever net zero game in mm. football history. And Sky were doing this whole thing around game zero. It's going to be a net zero game. Really impressive thing. I thought, you know what? I care about the environment, but you really care about stuff like that, and you make big decisions in order to um, change the world for the better. Yes. It turned out Graham Souness is a vegan. Wow. Good old yeah. Souness. Of all the people I didn't think could have anything in common with you, it's Souness. I think he's a very progressive man, Graham Souness. Mm. I think he's misunderstood. He said he started doing it for animal welfare reasons. Get in there. Yeah, and he's he's got like solar panels and stuff. He's trying to genuinely make a change. 
I mean, I am basically vegan as a result of um, my girlfriend's vegetarian and I've got gout. So that has basically eradicated me. I mean, I get through, and this is no lie, six blocks of tofu a week. There's only one day a week on average I'm not having tofu. That is a lot wow. of tofu. Are you familiar with the the sort of effect of tofu in terms of uh, the estrogen levels that it can sort of influence and it, it can it can cause males? It, it, it's suspected. I, I I don't actually agree with this, uh, and I think it has been disproved. But there is a theory that it it can cause men to grow tits. Can it? Yeah, it's, there's something. It's one of the hormones in tofu can sort of stimulate hormones estrogen. In tofu, get your organic. You've got to eat organic food, mate. You've got to be getting the organic. Are you getting the organic tofu, or you're getting it at the news agent you get your fluorescent chicken from? I'm 38, right? I can't keep up with this stuff. God knows how our grandparents must feel. You're like, what? We were told tofu was good. Buy diesel cars, they said. Eat tofu, they said. <laughs> now the tofu will grow tits, and diesel will destroy your lungs. You're like, well. I'm sat at home asthmatic with a pair of 36 double Ds because of you lot. And I thought I was doing the right thing. And now you've started eating loads of tofu. <laughs> so let's get back on track. You lost again this week. You yes. will now be posting a photo of yourself as full Jack Grealish. Yep, full Jack Grealish. How did you get on? And I ask this question knowing the answer in terms of having a pint with a duck this week. Went to the park. Um, basically try to have a pint with the duck. Right, okay, here's the full thing. I don't mm-hmm. like not doing the forfeits, um, but I, I hate saying this, but I have been exceptionally busy where I'm literally working during the day and then gigging at night. The only time I've had is just to come home and sleep. So this morning, before I went into the office I was working in, I went to my local park with a can of Holston pills and tried to get a <laughs> selfie of myself with a can of lager and a duck. Now, firstly, this was nine in the morning. The sun was out. The park's full of families and old people. So I'm just, I'm on my own. If I was with someone, you could go, oh, it's too When You're a man on your own in a park with a can of lager trying to crouch down next to a duck. It was terrible. So I get the can out. The duck that had been sat there, I was like, this is perfect. The, the path was fairly clear. I see this duck. It was almost like someone had set it up for me. The moment I stick it in selfie mode, it just starts swimming off. So then all I can do is just kind of get near it, 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 into the shrubbery. And then I'm obviously on a path trying to get. A, so I guess I did what I could. I got a photo of me with a can of Holston pills and a duck. But I make this pledge. I was so excited to go for a pint with a duck. I just didn't have the yeah, time. Yeah, I know. That's what surprises me. This was so the one you, ac- you actually wanted to do. I, but I am going to do it. That I will do that properly at some point in the season. And it will just be a treat. And I'm literally, I have a can of Holston pills in my bag now that's just always going to be there. That's just always I'm there g- now. And if I see a duck, I'm whipping it out. And, and it's happening. Imagine I drank a pint this morning. Gone into the office at 10 a.m. Smelling of lager. I've been fired on the spot and rightly so. I think everyone knows how badly you're doing. I think they'd understand. I think they'd be pleased you were getting respite where you could find it. Uh, on, on better news, I met up with Emily Dean this week and was able to hand her a signed Neil Warnock. Um, Rob Beckett, who was our guest last week, failed to beat both of us this week, so he will Good. not be getting his lottery tickets, but he's recorded a little message for us. Let's find out what he made of his week in FPL. Hello, um, John Bridgerton and Matt Ford. I've been asked by Danny, the producer, for a two-minute voice note summing up my game week. I've got no idea what happened. 
I still don't really know who's in my team. <laughs> Ronaldo scored, um, and I've got him, I think. And there was a furore online about wild card and 52 points. I don't know what I've done. And the bottom line is, I don't know what I've done. I don't care. I've got no interest in it, but I'm still beating that forward. <laughs> and at the end of the day, that's that's my greatest achievement. Um, and yeah, anyway, so enjoy the podcast. Um, keep going, Matt. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed you just carry on limping towards the finish line at the end of the season. Only what? What is it? Seven months to go? Enjoy it. He addresses a very important point there. He did not mm. incur a 52-point deduction. He played his wild card. Yeah, he did. Uh, against his will, it seems the game intervened. As a result, he's still ahead of you in the league. You beat him this week, has to be said. Listening to the enthusiasm he's shown there, I think you probably should have, but you scored 50 points this game week. He only scored 40, but he remains on 197 points to your 189. So to beat a man who, by his own admission, doesn't know who is in his team and doesn't care, you need to beat him again this week by uh, nine points or more to go ahead of him in the league. But that would be great. Alex Brooker's been in touch as well. He said, I played my wild card and got 61 points this week. If I'd have kept the same side from last week, I'd have got 79. I give up. Oh, I'd kill for a problem like that. Yeah, well, he's uh, he's down now to 14th in the league, uh, Alex Brooker, with that, which is which is pretty much bang on mid-table. He's just behind Ivo Graham, mm. who will join us in a few weeks' time. Richard Osman down this week, uh, 54 points for him. Tom Davis down. Josh Widdicombe up 66 points. A good week for Josh Widdicombe. Just behind Nathan Caton, who joins us next week. Uh, and then above that is Joe Wilkinson, Chris McCausland, our producer, Danny Carr, Reese James, and our guest this week, now fourth behind a young chap, perhaps a little bit arrogant, according to some of the reviews, needs slapping down a peg or two. I suspect that's about to happen, given that we used to live together. Matt Ford, who is with us this week? It is international comedy sensation and manager of the Flying Piglets, Russell Howard. Russell, welcome to the show. Hello, big fan. Oh. Big fan. <laughs> I listen to you two every week when I have a bar. Oh. Yeah, I really okay. enjoy it, honestly. It's what do you so- like best about it? Do you like best that I'm doing all right, or do you like best that Matt isn't? Well, I think what I like most about it is the – I like – I love the podcast, but the extra content, the the footage of 40 in the chili is genuinely <laughs> – one of the highlights of my year because <laughs> the no- and it made me think if we were ever like taken away by aliens let's say you and me 40 it'd be fairly scary yeah but i think if the aliens probed you i'd be happy <laughs> <laughs> the noises that would come from the other room would instantly calm me down and it just <laughs> i don't know I don't know what it is. I don't normally like seeing people in pain, but I, d- I don't know what it is about seeing you in peril. I think it's because you're a very calm together bloke that when I see you in trouble, it's it's absolutely glorious. The noises, there's the threat that at any second now, he could shit himself. There's 100%. That- 100%. You touch me, I could shit. That's why I've never been for a sports massage because the moment they touch me, I crap my pants. And that's why I'm saying what I'd like, to, I'd like to watch you get a sports massage and then have somebody just outside the window with one of those screen masks. Just, <laughs> I, I just think, 
<laughs> the range of noises we could get out of you. Remember when that whale came down the Thames to London? I think <laughs> oh could, yeah, yeah. I think we could bring another one in. An <laughs> <laughs> amorous whale in Spain just going fancy a bit of that. But yeah, Hugh, but I also I like the fact that that you're doing well, John. I'm enjoying that. that mm. But the, the main the main reason I'm here, it's it's for Fordy's noises. I was going to ask you about potential forfeits going. It's only a matter of time before yeah. I don't win. Um, mm. Perhaps a sports massage is a good, um, a filmed. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. You know, that's pretty good, a sports massage, but it's not that bad, is it? I say um, like Vindaloo chips and a taser. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, I, what, what, what's not to enjoy? <laughs> We haven't done a we haven't done an electrocution one. That's good. There must be something one of us could buy where we could zap the other one remotely. Yeah. Well, let's just steady on for now because obviously, <laughs> if, if the if this had been a bit more fifty fifty, I might be up for it. At the moment, yeah. it means I'm going to have to do this. The forfeits clearly aren't harsh enough because I think what you need is the motivation. Yes. No, that's can you sound like Anne Widdicombe? The idea that if you introduce the death penalty, it stops people offending has been debunked around the world. You just want to see me suffer. Yeah, I don't want you killed. The world is in such peril at the minute, Fordy, mm-hmm. that seeing you prodded and poked and, you know, grabbed. The problem slapped. is the sports massage. If any of them touch me, I would crap my pants. There'd be crap everywhere. <laughs> problem is with that, we can't use the video. We'd have to talk about the embarrassment of it. And the yeah. guy doing it is going to be like, what have you done? And I'd be like, I've told you if you touch one, there's crap everywhere. But this is what I mean. The audio is enough. It's like when Christian Bale went mad. The audio is enough. <laughs> I love the Come fact on. that you think you think that's going to put me off as well. What you're saying is, you know that thing you want to happen? Well, yeah. it will definitely happen, so we can't do that. But I can't. That's too far at this stage. End okay. of season, maybe. It's just okay. too big. I feel sorry for the person whose salon it is, or whatever it is. Not a victimless crime. <laughs> well, listen, me and John, we'll both buy a salon, and um, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get a masseuse who's also an ex-con, and we'll just really go for it. <laughs> we could arrange for it to happen at one of those. You know there are places where gentlemen go to dress up in nappies? and um, be cared for by ladies who presumably are used to seeing that sort of thing. I think they like a full nappy. I think they'll say, well done. I think they'll say, good boy, is it all out? Without getting too far into the underbelly of that sort of world, I don't think mm. they soil them. I think they just dress up as babies and go, gah, gah, gah. I don't think they fully go, no, Come on, mate. you scare them right, you can make these guys secrete yeah. any area. You know I, I mean? think they fully revert and they have poopy nappies and they get told that they're good good boys. Exactly. Then you go in with a Farley's Ross gappy day. Oh, I yeah, like that bit. Good. I'll do that bit. <laughs> well, there you go then. We'll swap the we'll swap the forfeit from you being massaged until you soil yourself till you eat a biscuit that you like. And I'll have Come some cowpole that. with it. Cowpole or rusk. Yep. And we do it all in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Enough talk of failure and forfeits. Let's talk about the top of the league, where you have been since oh. the beginning, it has to be said. You've had a good season so far. Deeply frustrating. What happened? I was really happy with my team. Enjo- hadn't made any transfers. Really calm. Um, lovely balance. And then Ronaldo came along and he's, he's got mm. His brilliance got in my head. And this week, I cost myself eight points. And I'm now looking at my team and I don't like them. It's like, <gasps> I feel like 
I've had cosmetic surgery and instantly I'm disappointed. I'm like, why did I get those calves done? My calves were fine. <laughs> so to bring in Ronaldo, did you, 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 you deployed the wild card, did you? No, I did the wild card a couple of weeks ago. So, right. so yeah, I was kind of, I was really happy, but it's because Calvert-Lewin and Antonio were injured and mm. I panicked, I panicked and now I, the thing is, I've gambled on Triore, and I, he has to come good because he's mm. getting really great positions. Well, you're dealing with the country's foremost expert on a team that has to come good eventually. Yeah. Well, hold yeah. on. Russell, you only got one point more than me this week. I got 50 points. It's my highest scoring game week so far. Things are turning around at Notting Hill Forest. Oh, I was mortified with my performance this week. So if, if you feel good about that, then uh, you're in a <laughs> I'm just putting had, uh, the results into context. We've had a, an email from a listener. Um, it's our listener, James Dowdswell. Oh, lovely. Um, oh. He says, uh, how does Russ feel about John overtaking him last weekend and now being four points ahead in the league? Well, um, w- what's happened here is I was very excited about how well I was performing and I went on Fordy's radio show and I mouthed off. Yeah, really gobbed off. I really gobbed off. And and, and not only that, I I also mentioned it in the Daily Telegraph. What? In the evening standard about how well I was doing in FPL. (laughs) I mean, as my my friend Paul said, since you went to the press, you've dropped like a stone. (laughs) I feel Kevin Keegan within me. And there's mm. a better way of putting it than that. But do you know what I mean? There's that kind of, my desire to win means that things splutter out of me when they shouldn't. And I regret calling you a dead-eyed northerner. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> there's no minute of truth to it. I felt, ter- no, I felt terrible about it. Like, I'm, I I stand by the fact that Fordy's team feels like it's been, well, how did I say? It was something about... Um, like I was held captive trying to get a secret message out. That's it, yeah. <laughs> I stand by that. But because... It has a real air of panic. And what I love is the fact that you just make random, like, and you're still back in Kane. Mm. Just, you've got, you you have to get through this. But yeah. you're now the nation's underdog story. Can he come good? That inspires me in a way. But all I need to do, surely, is just Captain Salah instead. Not this week. Because yeah. away at Brentford, I wouldn't do that. But listen, you know. I've been really busy. And I've tried to stay on top of it. I made changes. I got slagged off. I've not had the time. The washing's piling up. You know. The girlfriend's away. You're yeah. eating out of a dog bowl. I'm not eating from a dog bowl. I've got ice in my dog bowl. And it's not a dog bowl. It's a treat bowl that I sometimes put chili heatwave Doritos in and maybe a couple of jellies. I've got ice in it that I'm rubbing on my eyes because my eyes are very itchy. But why is it a dog bowl? Well, I just like to have treats out of a bowl. You don't sit there just with a bag, do you? On the city, Well, it's like if you have a bowl, then it's like, oh, this is a treat. This is an event now. Oh, do you buy the ones that um, that help sort of brush your teeth while you're eating them? Do you buy those ones, the twisty sticks? <laughs> oh, the dentist sticks. The dentist sticks. <laughs> Go on, Rosso. You are uh, looking at your previous years on FPL as we can on the app. You've finished in the top million, which is it's a good performance over a season. So you are yeah. you, you are our expert here, let's be honest. Give Fordy some advice. He's looking at midfield. As you are, he's got Traore in there, due to come good. He's mm-hmm. got Bruno Fernandes. He's got Salah. He's got mm-hmm. Ben Rama, away at Leeds United this weekend. Up front, he's got Kane and Watford's Dennis. He's got Antonio on the bench there if he wants. Give him some solid advice. 
like Raya from Brentford, decent, solid. Sanchez, no. Uh, Duffy, solid. Shabala, get rid. He's not going to play all season. Robertson and Duffy. So you've got two from a three there. That's fine. Ben Rama, solid. Basuma, hmm. Salah, excellent. Troyore, hmm. Fernandez, get rid. Bring in Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. Back yourself. Dennis is fine, but you've also got Antonio on the bench, so maybe you don't need that. So actually, my team's not that bad, okay. is it? Let's be honest. The team is okay, but I wouldn't have Kane. I, I would. I would. You've got a lot of money of in Fernandez and Kane. I mean, between the two of them, that's twenty-five million there. That's a quarter of your budget with surely players. Who, the problem you've got now, and we all know this. Yeah. The week mm. you get rid of Kane, he will score at least twice. That is a fact. Yeah. It's a lot of money to have knocking around. And but what what would be interesting is when you get rid of Kane, when, whether Kane does come good, and it sort of further adds to the idea that you are a. Curse. Well, I can't live with that. I can't. I can't have that. I was. I wanted to know. Have you been in contact with Nicki Minaj's cousin's mate? <laughs> no, I haven't. Why? What? What are you insinuating that I've got big balls? <laughs> no, that because, because you spoke to him, his testicles, testicles exploded. <laughs> that's the idea that you're a virus. You just brushed his balls on the tube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I took it as a compliment. So, I thought you meant because I was holding out on Kane, I had big balls. Well, they're, they're, that's another way of looking at it. Yeah. So, is there anyone? Looking at your team, what I don't see is any Man City players. Is that down to a sort of Liverpool-Man City rivalry at the top of the league? Or is that just rotation? Is there any player you won't have in your team or any team you won't pick from? Well, the problem with Man City, you just don't know who's going to... Like, mm. the best player in the league by a country mile is De Bruyne. He's absolutely incredible. But, you know, um, they've just spent £100 million on Grealish, so they'll have to play him. And Foden's great. They've got so many midfielders, you just can't pick who's going to play. Mm. So somebody like... I really like Greenwood and I was going to have him all season. I think he's absolutely excellent. But now Ronaldo's come in, he's not playing up front and he's suddenly going, mm, is that a bit of a waste? So it's about those players that play week in, week out. Like Shaw hasn't got many points yet, but surely has to come good. See, that's the sort of thing I've been and, saying and I get slated for it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, you're not getting slated. No one's no one's attacking you, Forty. We're trying to help you. You want to send me to Guantanamo and poke me till I shut <laughs> <laughs> In your That's best different... interest. But I'm just there. For, I'm here for the noises. I'm here for the splutters. <laughs> I just I just like the noises that come out of you. Um, Russell, why did you call your team the Flying Piglets? Um, I was going to call them Lost Pigalotos, <laughs> um, but I don't know. You just sometimes the name is just right, mm. you know, and it felt like the flying piglets. Like I use the word piglet a lot with my cousins whenever they're uh, mouthing off and uh, abusing me on, on our WhatsApp group. So I call them piglets. Um, and it just feels like the flying piglets. I, I like, remember Maradona's first team was uh, Los Cebolitos, which is the little onions. I quite like the idea that the flying piglets sounds like an Argentinian youth team somewhere. Oh, I thought it was going to be, um, I thought maybe you're a fan of A.A. Milne. No, well, I don't mind him. <laughs> Why do you hate A.A. Milne? A, he wrote Winnie the Pooh, right? Yeah. You yeah. got a problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, that's what I mean. <laughs> oh, God. What? They never had that on, like, you know, Sarah Cox's book show. You never had one of the other guests, like, offering both the shoulders. What the fuck, mate? Oh, God. There isn't enough. There isn't enough laddishness in literature, is there? <laughs> <laughs> well, that really got me. Um, no, I like Winnie the Pooh, but I, I, um, 
what's that quote that's beautiful um, uh, about love, John? You, uh, you feel it. You can't see it. You feel it. Is that right? From um, Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, mate. I like I like it at the end when he leaves him in the wood and it's all sad. That's what I like. What are you talking about? Uh, you quotes all over your bloody house of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, not of Winnie the Pooh. Of uh... Winnie Mandela. <laughs> Fifty Winnie the Pooh quotes. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this until you cry. People say nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. Brilliant. Yeah? You Brilliant. Silly old bear. A hug is always the right size. That's not true. Mm, Creepy. Um, uh, Sometimes the smallest things take up the most room in your heart. (laughs) Fatty deposits, I guess that's a reference to there. Um, If you live, this is the one that got me right at the end. If you live to be 100, I hope I live to be 100 minus one day so I never have to live without you. That was it, yeah. That's the one, and yeah, that'll get you. That'll get you in the feels. But I remember you watching Winnie the Pooh one, one year during the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, it doesn't make me look great. No, but I, I I remember thinking two things. I should go off. I should go easy tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if that isn't a red flag, I don't know what it is. Um, and um, but secondly, I, what I liked about it was that because you're also massively into Paolo Coelho at the time, and I was like, mm-hmm. it's got a real range, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Interesting. And that's what I like about you, Fordy, as well. You know, you're into politics, you're into football, you'll get great stories. <laughs> but what I love about your stories is that they just appear from nowhere. So it's so... I remember an offhand comment I said, has anyone seen Planet of the Apes? And 10, <laughs> ten minutes later, following an unbelievable description of a dream you had, yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, well, well, that's all I can remember now about Planet of the Apes. So now... Whenever I see the trailer for Planet of the Apes, all I think about is that hideous dream you told me. Well, me and John. John was in the room with me when I had the dream. I I remember it all. It was was one of the most incredible um, moments of my life. So John and I were in New York. We were sharing a room. And I had a nightmare so vivid. Are you telling this on the podcast? (laughs) Redacted version. I woke up and uh, I was shaken. I can't remember what my first words to you were, John. I don't know if you remember. I, don't, I remember a lot of noise coming from me, a lot of groaning and a lot of, oh, oh, my God. I was freaked out. I basically had a very graphic dream about the lead ape in Planet of the Apes, the, the new version. What's his name? Caesar, is it? Caesar, Caesar yeah. I not forget his name. Caesar, my first love. And... um. Basically, what had happened was me and Caesar <laughs> got into a pub toilet, <laughs> and he'd um, he sort of <laughs> he basically wanted me to pleasure him. <laughs> and, um, and no, 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 that's false. That's false. What happened? Well, he well, pleasured you. He pleasured me, and I liked it. I liked it, and that was very confusing for me. I really liked it, and then and you thought it was over. You thought it was over. I thought I was going to just like walk back into the pub or whatever, and then he, he then says, "You've got to pleasure me now." And I was like, "What?" And then, no, 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 no. no. He says specifically to you, says, "And now you do me." <laughs> yeah, and then he sat back on, like, I think, 
on the toilet seat. He leant back, put his hands behind his head. And I remember this. His, his willy looked like it was carved from wood, but like very dry, like reclaimed wood, like an old bow from a ship. And, and I remember thinking, oh, God, I'm going to have to... And just as I was about to do it, he put his hands behind his head and his eyes narrowed at me. It wasn't even like a smile. He looked at me like I was dirt. And I was just about to do it. And then I woke up in a hotel room with a kind of simian looking friend, which made the whole thing even more confusing. I was like, is this about John? We're in an enclosed space together. He's small Mm. and furry. Unbelievable. All I'd said is anyone seen Planet of the Apes? And and that was it. It was just, oh, it absolutely killed me. Great story. Oh, dear. And we'll call this episode of the podcast, You Finally Did It, You Blew It, You (laughs) Maniacs. Um, (laughs) Russell, we always ask a couple of questions. Who is your big rival in the league? And The narrative has become that it's you and Ian Sterling, purely by virtue of being toe-to-toe at the top. Now Emily Dean is top. Who do you want to beat? I want to beat you. Yeah. I obviously want to beat 4D. I'm happy with top four this year. Um, I was really excited initially, but I think Emily Dean really knows what she's doing. Yes. She she seems to be uh, our mutual friend, James Dowd, or she's, she's got that kind of hidden inner steel that I back myself to take Sterling. I'm confident I can do that. Mm-hmm. Dean might be a step too far. She just seems like, a bit like Chelsea in the Premier League this season. She just looks like she's got real strength in depth. You know what baffles me? We're all on the same budget. Yeah. It's <laughs> like other people have like got owners or something. I'm like, I feel yeah, but skin we all have in dreams. this format. We all, have, we all have dreams and not all of us have tugged off a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's a prize each week. If you beat uh, Matt Ford and I in the league this week, you'll be offered a prize. In honour of today's anecdotes, I'm going to offer you a Planet of the Apes snack bowl for you to have your little treats from. So I have to send it to you because if I send it to Ford, he'll go off. So that will be winging its way to you if you win. Lovely, thanks. Can we answer this question or can we pose this question? Mm-hmm. Is it all is it all fake, Fordy? Because people... People don't. Not everyone believes that you're as terrible. People believe mm. it's it's it's, it's if, a hoax. Why the problem is with this? Like any conspiracy theory, who gains? What do <laughs> I gain? What doth it profit me to be constantly humiliated? To have people. I had a meeting with my agent the other day. It came up in the meeting. People, <laughs> it, it, it came up. It came yeah, up. The reason the reason we're having to get rid of you is oh. Well, someone else who, who who was in the meeting was like, oh, um, is that sort of on purpose then? I was like, no, they were doing better than me. I mean, everyone's doing better than me. So it's just like, yeah. what? It's terrible. People coming up to me in the street. Whenever I talk to someone now, I'm like, they're going to mention it. They're going to mention it. They're going to mention it. And they do. And now they'll have little bonios, maybe like a little bowl, little little ball they can throw for you. They're going to shout, hail Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> et tu, et tu, Brute, don't turn your back. Don't turn your back. (laughs) Thank you, Russell. Pleasure. I really enjoyed that. Time now for Hit the Post, where we read some of your correspondence. Now, Milo, you may remember, John, had got in touch and told us that his dad's pub, they play in FPL League and the loser gets barred for a year. We asked him which pub it was. He's told us which pub it was. And get this, I know which pub it is. 
It's oh, called, really? Yeah, it's called The Rye in Peckham. It's one of those pubs you go past and go, oh, my God, I would love to drink in that pub. And it's that Let's do it. pub. Well, it's currently close to refurbishment, probably because oh. they've all the punters, but it, it is real. I've seen it. So we could absolutely get that. When The Rye reopens, Milo, you've got to let us know. Wouldn't that be a great night out, John? Uh, what, what are we talking? When you say a pub you really want to get drunk in, are we talking like real ale and a roaring fire? Or are we talking like proper spit and sawdust? The landlord's going to give you a drink. You don't ask what it is. You just drink it. Do you know what? I've never been in. That's the whole point. But it, the, the way that the word rye is painted on the side of the building is lovely. And oh, it's yes. Kind of brick building with, with that, you know, that nice dark blue that lots of people have in their kitchen and shrubbery outside. It looks like a very inviting. Oh, have I been there? Oh, you know, oh my God, I have been, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been. It's all oh, coming God. back to him. Here it comes. I've been. Maybe I haven't. I don't think I have been. <laughs> I don't think I have been. Have I? The beer garden? No, I don't think I've been. I've been to a pub in Peckham, but not Oh, it that does one. look beautiful. I'm looking at the pictures now. Oh, maybe I have been. After that little window into your mind there, oh. I've been there. I haven't been there. Have I been there? Yes, I have been there. No, I've never been there. <laughs> It seems a good point to um, bring up a, a listener email, Conrad. Okay. Uh, hi, guys. Hi, Conrad. I don't want to be the bearer of more bad news for Matt, but his description of constant thirst, love of 15 pints of water a day, and frequent urination are major symptoms of diabetes. I listened to you go through his what? list of ailments. And as diabetes wasn't mentioned, I thought I'd get in touch. Probably best he speaks to his doctor. Hope this doesn't have a negative impact on Matt's FBL performances. Winky emoji. Thanks, Conrad. So, you know, after that sort of little foray into your brain and what may be wrong there, it's lovely to get an email from a listener saying, maybe you've got diabetes and that's why you like water so much. We know what's great about FBL is it allows us guys to sometimes chat about issues, you know? Mm, mm. Oh yes, that'll get us an award, mate. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what's it like having gout? What has been the toll on on your well being? Well, thanks, John. Please cry. It's been very difficult for me to talk about living with the big G. But since I was diagnosed with it, what I've found is actually, and this is great news, when you get your bloods done, they check for diabetes, for pre diabetes, for heart disease. Mm. All mm. my bloods were brilliant apart from the uric acid level that is the symptom, the, the cause, rather, of gout. So actually, I know it's not diabetes. I'm just a thirsty boy. You know, <laughs> back in olden times, you would say, oh, he's a hungry boy. Oh, she's a thirsty girl. You know, these are the ways adults and teachers would talk about children. They just always, oh, he's well-fed, he's a hungry chap. When would you ever say, she's a thirsty girl? <laughs> That's how kids were described before the internet. It's true. Oh, you know what people say? He's one of them lads who falls asleep naked with a boost on his tits. He's one of them lads. That's what you say. It is. They'd say always the thirsty boys. And yeah, you would, if somebody's been working hard and they get in a neck a pint, if somebody's repeatedly drinking 15 pints of water, there's no thing where you say, oh, you know, our Sophie, she's a very thirsty girl. She drinks you know a lot what? of water. Get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. Have you ever been described as a thirsty boy or girl? Um, <laughs> because I bet there's more of it out there, you know. Well, that brings us on to another suggestion from Jacob, uh, okay. who sends in a possible end of season FPL forfeit. Um, and it's come from uh, Fantasy NFL. 
uh, in America. Mm. He said, uh, I thought you might be interested in this. A person who finished bottom of uh, this league in America had to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House restaurant but could knock an hour off their stay for each waffle they ate. Uh, the loser in question managed to eat nine waffles, so his punishment was over after a long and grueling 15 hours in the Waffle House. We don't have many 24-hour restaurants in the UK, but I'm sure Matt can find a 24-hour McDonald's near to him when he inevitably loses. I'd be quite interested to see how many Big Macs he could consume in a day. Love the podcast. Hope Kane Fernandez, Salah, Antonio finally come good for Matt's sanity. Cheers, Jacob. Jacob, very good of you to get in touch. It's a great idea. I think we do need to consider that. In fact, I'm just on the Waffle House website. Let's see if they've got any in the UK. There's definitely a 24-hour diner. Uh, you know, I, I am willing to. Uh, I'm willing to entertain that as an end of season forfeit. That'd be great. We um, need a forfeit for this week. Well, I have news on the whole Fernandez. You know, I was getting sick of this whole Fernandez, Salah, Kane. So I've taken action. Oh. And I am proud to announce today, <laughs> here exclusively on the Comedians Playing FPL podcast, that I have signed Ronaldo. Have you indeed, you <laughs> thirsty girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, got rid of Fernandez. But obviously, because uh, Ronaldo is worth more than Fernandez, I had to um, make a. Well, actually, made. You know what? I had. You've two... lost points again. You what? You've cost yourself points again. Well, let me just explain this. Just <laughs> steady. Four, eight, twelve. Well, well, just hold on. So, after that big splurge the other week, obviously didn't make any changes. So I had two free transfers left. But in order to get decent enough players in that it wasn't just Ronaldo plus a load of crap. Um, so this is what happened. Three transfers, which basically um, oh. minus four points. Interesting. So talk us through your lineup now then. Okay. So out went Dennis from Watford, Chalaba from Chelsea, Fernandes from United. In comes... Getting rid of Chalaba. Fantastic. In comes Alan from Everton, Jansen from Brentford, and Ronaldo from United. Can I congratulate you on bringing in Pontus Janssen the week that Brentford play Liverpool? Well, I had to bring in... This is the problem with FPL. You know, us FPL players will tell you this, John. <laughs> when you're trying to bring in high-value players, mm. you then have to make compromises in other areas of the pitch. But I've got Robertson in my defence... Up front, I've got Kane, Antonio, and Ronaldo. <laughs> or Rack. Nice Rack. Ronaldo, Antonio, Kane. I go, cheers. And actually, I grew my own Rack because of all the tofu. So this has worked out. It's also an anagram of Ark, which you're going to need, mate, when the floods come. Um, can I congratulate you on, on bringing in a player who's scoring points? And can I also take this opportunity to say my thoughts are with all those of you who have Ronaldo in your FPL teams <laughs> who are now dreading the ankle break or career meltdown that will come this weekend. Talk me through the decision yeah. to keep Harry Kane. Well, he'll come good. I had a message from a listener saying this week that he, he, he now represents possibly the worst points uh, to value ratio in the history of FPL. He's had his worst start to a season since 2015. Why did you not... Because if you need to save good. money to get Ronaldo in... Why not buy in a Danny Ings, half the price of Kane, and that would have done the job for you? Well, firstly, 
I didn't think of that. <laughs> Secondly, Kane will come good. There is no question that he comes good. He's too good to not be good. Mm. You know what? I, I might, I might copyright that phrase. Kane will come good. No, too good to not be good. You could, I could see that on t-shirts. That could be like the new. Um, what's that one that's everywhere? New phone hoodies. That could be the new one of that. Too good to not be good. I think you've already copyrighted the phrase "thirsty girl." Um, I think that's what you're going to be remembered for this week. Honestly, so, too good to not be good. I, I may now you've given me that information, um, make some changes this week, and I may also lose four points. What I'll probably do, as a man who has played FPL for more than five minutes in his life, I'll probably make those changes after the EFL fixtures in which, as you know, Matthew, a lot of big teams are playing and certain players may oh, get injured. Oh, flipping, flipping, <laughs> flip, flip, flip. Oh, I'll probably do it on Friday, just in case flip. anyone falls out of their car flip. on Thursday afternoon or gets mauled by a dog. Oh, I'll probably do it on Friday. Well, you're a beautiful, beautiful wreck of a man, and it's a pleasure talking to you every week. Uh, cheers, forfeit man. for this week, in honour of Thirsty Girl, perhaps a drinking forfeit uh, next week, something that needs to be drunk on air after the success of your chilli challenge. I think a drinking challenge to be decided in the week, or, or unless you've got one in mind. Uh, no, I think, I, think, um, I think I'll have a think. Um, you have a think? And I'll have a drink. Well, it feels like you should pick it because you're going to lose. Okay, okay. In fact, email us because we've got a week. Hello at cpfpl.com or tweet us at comediansfpl and let us know what drinking challenge the loser should do on next week's show. Yes, suggest a drink, given in mind that Matt has gout and I am a vegan. Apart yes. from that. But any we'll, sort of inspiration would be handy. In fact, if you want to get in contact with the podcast at all about anything, not just next week's drinking challenges, tweet us at ComediansFPL or email us hello at cpfpl.com. Before we go, don't forget there's still time to join the Listener League, which is still being topped by Ben Ramara... Ben Ramara... Ben Ramarana. Ben Ramarana. Ben Ramarana. 60... Sam Morley. 67 points this week. 421 points overall. Wow. It's getting to the point where... We maybe should be bringing Sam into the podcast, maybe. He sounds like a man who could offer you some advice since he's been top of the Listener League for so long. Yeah, Sam, get in touch. Hello at cpfbl.com. Matthew, I want to end with some good news for you. Yeah. So we've recently finished filming Series 3 of Meet the Richardsons. Yes. One of the storylines in Meet the Richardsons is that I go on bullseye. (gasps) And uh, as part of that, I went on a sort of version of bullseye and was yeah. given a small bendy bully You're kidding. and a bullseye beer tankard. You're kidding. And I'm going to post that to you this week. You've got, no, I can't have, that's yours. I can't have that. That, I've that got would two. be deeply unethical. I've got two. I've got two. And I can't think of a better person to send it to than a man who fell asleep with a boost on his tits, eBaying bendy bullies. So I'll send that to you oh. this week. And... If, I, if, if it's me doing the drinking challenge, I'll do it out of that tankard. Well, how neat. Very neat indeed. That really is all we've got time for. Good luck in game week six. Stay away from Planet of the Apes. And remember to keep <laughs> sending us any peculiar football stories you want us to discuss. Forfeit or prize suggestions or any questions for our guest. Tweet us 
at Comedians FPL or email us hello at cpfpl.com. Keep those dreams coming in. We know what my dream meant. What does Matt Ford's dream mean? Remember to like and subscribe the podcast. Join us next week. We'll be checking in on how Russell's done and we'll talk to comedian and Brentford fan Nathan Caton about the hideous things that befell Pontus Janssen the minute he was transferred into Matt Ford's team. Bye! Bye!